0: Hi everyone. Welcome to OCBC Insights, where we discuss the latest economic trends and developments. My name is Andrew, an analyst from OCBC's credit research team. It's time again for our monthly credit views, where we take a look at credit developments through the month that's passed, and look forward to what may lie ahead for the month that's coming. In U.S. markets, we saw 10-year U.S. Treasury yields end August above 0.7%, from 0.53% at the end of July getting a boost towards the end of the month from reaffirmation of the US-China Phase 1 trade deal and the Fed announcing that it would seek inflation that averages 2% over time to spur an economic recovery. This boosted credit market sentiments as well, particularly for high yield, following confirmation that short-dated interest rates may stay low for longer. In the Asia dollar space, it was a similarly constructive month despite rising US-China tensions and simmering concerns on issuer defaults. The solid technical environment saw strong demand for certain deals, such as Tencent Music Entertainment Group's US $800 million two-tranche deal that was more than 10 times covered. However, we saw that demand still remained somewhat selective. Demand increased for fixed-for-life structures with Sun Development and Nanfeng International pricing deals, but this was all in the context of fundamental developments that were never far from the market's mind. Vedanta's high-yield deal saw relatively low interest. And again, on the flip side, we had Hisun Development Co. as well as infrastructure-related issuers in somewhat essential industries such as MTR Corp in Hong Kong and Axiata in Malaysia, pricing deals that saw very strong demand. Issuers in the headlines for the wrong reasons included PT Modern Land Realty, which missed the coupon payments of its bonds due in 2021, while cruise operator Genting Hong Kong Limited suspended all payments to creditors, triggering a 36% drop in the company's share price. In contrast, in the Sing dollar primary market, it was relatively quiet in August, with earnings season continuing. There was just 854 million Sing priced, down from 1.3 billion that was issued in July. That said, It was still a busy month firstly with a month of firsts with the debut perpetual from ames apac reit a mid-cap industrial reit we also had ascendus reit pricing its debut green bond with a sing dollar 100 million dollar 10-year deal and also uh, following uh, an initiative to support the adoption of the singapore overnight rate average or sora the monetary authority of singapore auction Sing dollar 500 million of 6-month floating rate notes with a spread over the Sora. The Sora is set to replace the Sing dollar swap as an interest rate benchmark. The final first for the month was a Sing dollar 100 million retap by Olam on its new 5.5-year bond that was executed as a digital bond in a pilot project using DAML a smart contract language created by blockchain startup, Digital Asset Holdings, LLC. Again, while issuance activity was somewhat slow, there was still plenty of activity on the corporate action front. Tomaset walked away from the partial offer for Keppel Corp in somewhat of a shock to the market that dashed long awaited hopes by equity investors of a merger between Semcorp Marine Limited and Keppel's offshore arm. Fresh off the Keppel announcement, Shareholders of Semcorp Industries Limited and a 61% owned subsidiary Semcorp Marine Limited voted in favour of SMM's recapitalization and subsequent spin-off from SCI, which we think will improve SCI's credit profile in our view. Finally, Kyong Hong Holdings completed its exchange offer, which saw bondholders exchanging around $34 million of bonds into three-year longer-dated bonds while there was additional monies raised as part of the same tranche. So as we enter the final month of third quarter 2020, we do expect issuers will begin to have better clarity on performance for 2020. Before that though, should be an active market for issuance following clarity received from uh, Jerome Powell's speech and the end of earnings season. On that point, with LBBW, and China Construction Bank Corporation announcing its first half results earlier this week, the reporting season has ended for the financial institutions under our coverage. In contrast to the many issuer profile changes done in the airline, hospitality and property sectors, financial institution issuer profiles are holding for now, despite the material influence of the pandemic on their results. What is driving this apparent stability in our view is that positive and negative fundamental influences are delicately balanced at the moment. However, there is a clear negative bias. On the one hand, government support to the economy is likely to reduce or become more targeted. Economic outlooks remain weak, while earnings pressures for financial institutions remain from low interest rates and rising credit costs. These negative developments, however, are somewhat offset to an extent by previous strategic initiatives that have improved balance sheets and cost performance, and direct and indirect government support to banks that is helping them maintain solid credit ratios and capacity to continue supporting the finance needs of the economy. We think much of the prevailing uncertainty will slowly disappear for banks in the second half when we see the impact of COVID-19 on bank balance sheets. Again as government support winds down and banks themselves become more discerning in their loan deferrals. This will see non-performing loans rise and capital ratios come under under pressure, leading to rising credit dispersion. In the sing-dollar corporate bond space, we continue to see a firming up of bond prices in the secondary market, but in the absence of similar fundamental developments, the number of bond recommendations lowered has outpaced those that were raised by a ratio of almost two to one. You can find these recommendations in our Credit Monthly and some of the other themes covered in our special interest pieces. We hope to help you navigate the rocky path ahead. Thank you for listening. This has been a podcast from OCBC Bank. Follow us on Spotify for more episodes like the one you've just heard.